The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has landed in Beijing, and he's there on a trip with a major business delegation. Uh, joining us to discuss this is Rebecca Chong-Wilkins, Bloomberg's Asia government and politics correspondent. So, Rebecca, this economic uh, emphasis on this trip is alarming to some. Uh, it seems like there's consensus in Europe that the entire relationship with China needs to be rethought, and some say that Schultz seems to be out of step. What are, what are some of the key uh, determinables or, or objectives that Schultz will have on this trip? Well, I think there's a lot uh, at stake for Sh Chancellor Schultz. I mean, one key issue is how to balance these business interests and these commercial ties that you mentioned uh, alongside this growing pressure and growing cause, not just from, from Europe, but also from Washington and even from within his coalition to change course on, on how Germany views um, China. Um, I, I mean, I think it's very clear when you look at that sort of uh, uh, for the senior executive Executives from uh, Volkswagen, um, Mercedes, BioNTech, just to name a few. You know, these are the the folks who are flanking Schultz on this visit, and it does reflect um, the the handful of these companies that do heavily rely on access to China. Uh, outside the European Union, China has become uh, Germany's largest trading partner, um, and it reflects you know decades of sort of uh, this approach towards economic entanglement as a form of influence that uh, Schultz's predecessors have took, taken up before him. So there is a long sort of history here to disentangle and Schultz himself has made it clear that decoupling is not an option. He is vowing to, to take a sort of even uh, position here and have a candid exchange. Uh, what will some of the comments be from Mr. Schultz uh, as regards the way China is doing business? He has indeed, um, and he did come out um, earlier this week with uh, an article he wrote for a German paper stressing that he isn't going to sort of turn away from these controversies, that he is going to address issues of fair trade, fair access, alongside more controversial things like uh, China's human rights record um, and so on. So, it, it, you know, clearly he is, I think, in some ways trying to answer those critics that he might steer away from those difficult conversations. But the big question remains to what extent he's willing to sacrifice national interest and the interest of those very large firms, including very large automakers, uh, when it comes to Beijing. We were running a story on the Bloomberg Terminal this morning that basically looked at the Biden administration and said that uh, the Biden administration 
is is taking it too far with its aggressive stance toward toward China. And I'm sure that um, Olaf Scholz would probably say that he's trying to take a more moderate position, certainly not um, curry, trying to curry favor, but somehow be a sort of sensible um, middle track. Uh, what are some examples um, uh, of this uh, about how maybe the U.S. is going further than w- what perhaps should be done? Absolutely. I think both Schultz and many European leaders would agree that that they are trying to seek a more nuanced response. You know, they have this tri-pro- sort of tri- three-pronged uh, approach of, of viewing China as a partner, a rival, and a competitor. Um, I mean, sources are, are telling us that there is some frustration that, that the Chinese sort of can view Europe sometimes just as an extension of DC. And obviously, there are implications there. That hampers their ability to negotiate deals. Um, we do see a more sort of, um, shall we say, nuanced approach in some of the language around the approach to decoupling and so on. And also, of course, we have not seen from European countries buy-in into this very sweeping chip sanctions that the Biden administration Mm. has rolled out. And the big one to watch there is ASML, uh, this Dutch company that, you know, could play a pivotal role in deciding the uh, efficacy of the sanctions that Biden has initiated. Uh, But Schultz had his his allowance of the sale of a stake in a German port terminal to a Chinese firm. And, And some people, I mean, plenty of people, even in the intelligence industry, thought that was a step too far. Yes, indeed. And and there was initial um, uh, opposition to that uh, from within his own government, too. Um, German sort of security service as well also did voice their concern. Um, I think the, the whole issue of to what extent Europe and, and other countries allow China's access from state companies to these strategic issues continues to be a really hot button topic. Okay, we have to go. I um, mean, it's a lot of huff and puff over what is a very short visit, uh, <laughs> but uh, interesting to get your insights on that, Rebecca. Rebecca Chung Wilkins, Bloomberg's Asia government and politics correspondent, with us live. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.